Welcome to Squeamish, the podcast that awakens your social sensibilities. Each episode, I have stimulating and organic roundtable conversations with guests about social commentary issues. Whether it's pop culture and media or social justice, I have got you covered. Today, we will be discussing Love Island USA and unpacking the twists and turns of this season. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We have a very uh, special topic at hand. It's a very lighthearted episode. It's juicy. It's steamy. And it's the right amount of spice for this uh, beautiful Thursday. So we're talking about Love Island USA season two. And we're, you know, catching up on all the tea that is this season and the piping hot um, drama that has been going on. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, um, so let's just get into it. Um, what have you guys been excited to see so, like um, thus far in the season? And like, what can you like? What can we learn from this season? Like, what are you guys thinking? I think for me, since I didn't watch. Um, much Love Island prior to this season. I'm just really excited for everything. Excited for uh, to see the connections and how quickly everything kind of goes. Um, also excited to, I was really excited kind of to see the uh, Casa Amor part of it because I wasn't like really aware of what was going on before mm-hmm. um, that. Like I know that they have it in some seasons of Love Island UK. So this is all just really new to me, but I'm like loving every minute of it, loving seeing the connection, a little bit of the drama. Um, yeah, it's it, it's all really interesting to me, so. Yeah, I'm really excited about like, well, my favorite couples in the beginning were Johnny and Sally, but mm-hmm. then after Casa Moore, things went left. So like, I'm look, I'm really excited to see um Justine and Caleb, Team J-Lib. Yeah. And also definitely just like the connections, like she said, and also like um who is being true to who and who is being fake. And, you know, it's all good drama and fun. So, yeah. Speaking of um, Johnny and Sally, so what did you think about Johnny's response to Sally after Casa Moore? Like how he you know, worded what happened. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like Johnny, he definitely left out a lot of what he did. He definitely, I feel like he made out with her most of the time he was in that castle more. And also outside of the challenge as well, which he didn't mention because he knew that we, that it would hurt her. But I just feel like, you know, he did what every guy does. He plays it down, tries to pin it on um, Mercedes, saying, oh, she was trying to kiss me. So, like, I ended up kissing her. No, you did what you did because you wanted to do it. And it was just it's just unfortunate because, you know, Sally has so much trust in him. And then I thought Johnny was really down for Sally, but one little challenge and he slipped up. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I agree. I feel like Johnny, um, he was doing a lot. When he first got in there, first of all, all the guys were like, kind of like, oh, we're free. We're like free and out. And I was like, ooh, but I thought you all were having a good time. So (laughs) this is a little awkward. (laughs) But specifically, Johnny, I feel like he was trying to, when he was explaining it to Selly, he definitely downplayed it. I do agree with you. And I feel like he also kind of tried to rush Selly's feelings a little bit and didn't allow her to like process what was going on. So that was a little frustrating to watch. but yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, it was a lot. Like one, I do see where like they were saying like Mercedes, which people have been calling or who people have been calling Toyota, which is crazy. <laughs> um, She 
she was a bit forward and everything. And I feel like one thing I didn't like about Casamore was that a lot of times, yes, the girls are meant to be there to stir the pot and the guys are meant to be there to stir the pot in the villa, all that stuff. But like the girls were very much like, we don't care about how nice your relationship is. Like I'm coming for blood. Like, and the guys were very much stupid. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like Johnny, he just was, he didn't have any like, restraints honestly and even when he was talking to lauren the season before not the season before like lauren before she left like when she went on a date with him he was very much like check check like when she was saying the things she's looking for so i feel like johnny had that inkling before casa more but because Sally's not there to see it and like there's no like it's this idea no one's gonna know even though yes there are cameras um i feel like he just was like i could do whatever and just get away with it but it's like the guys um, in the villa weren't like dogs. So we're, they weren't all dogs. So they were all looking at him like, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like Johnny could have more so like just been straight honest and just should have never done it in the first place. If you really cared about Sally, then like you should have thought about certain things. Like he was so at, like ready, you know, eager to like make out with her, even when they had the challenge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were it was the, the the passionate kiss and like right after the challenge was technically done, but he was like, Oh, let's just maybe if I'll kiss her more, like it'll, <laughs> it'll make the, it'll make us win. But I feel like he just used that as, as an opportunity to make out with Mercedes. So. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And it's crazy because people in like that were in relationships or coupled up that probably weren't as strong as Johnny and Sally weren't even like acting like that. The guys like Caleb, mm-hmm. even like Calvin, he didn't kiss that girl until probably almost the last day that um I forgot her name but she was eliminated but yeah like everybody was just super like super calm and just filling it out and Johnny was just like the only one doing the most you know so exactly yeah. and that's supposed to be the strongest relationship in the villa so yeah um so if you watch the season and you notice that there's a there's a couple that is um very much toxic but interesting to watch and just an interesting dynamic in general and that is Connor and Mackenzie so what do you guys think about Connor's interaction with Mackenzie um I feel like he's kind of afraid of Mackenzie and I think that's a little like I don't know how much like the foundation definitely which I don't know how much of a foundation you can build within a few days but um I just feel like they were never on the same page to begin with so it kind of made it hard for their conversations moving forward um what really killed me is when he pulled out that piece of paper when he was trying to like (laughs) right express his feelings to her that's when I was like "Ooh, like yeah um communication is not like it's not there like I don't know um they're just they just I feel like weren't able to openly discuss um their feelings and he had some reservations about telling her how he felt because he didn't want to hurt her but at the same time like I feel like you have to like let the person know where you're at and he um really just (laughs) he struggled with that she's struggled with a lot of different things as well so yeah I feel like like you said their relationship is kind of toxic um yeah yeah I agree I was I did think the same thing in the beginning that he was scared of Mackenzie and didn't want to hurt her but I also feel like it's a part of his personality he seems very timid and like not wanting to hurt the other person because he's such a nice person so I feel like it's just this is beyond Mackenzie this is just probably how he was or how he's always been in relationships 
So I think that's something that he has to definitely work on because he will um, always get walked all over or bossed around. And, you know, he will always feel like the smaller individual and always be feeling like, like, what's it called? He won't be able to express himself all the time. So I think that's something he has to work on. And also Mackenzie. I feel like Mackenzie, I don't know if she's ready to be in a relationship. I feel like she's not healed. Because mm-hmm. she talked about how in her past relationships that um, people really um, never felt like, well, she never felt like she was enough for anyone. So I feel like because her controlling, being controlling and always on someone is because she wants to establish her position in that person's life so that they don't like get rid of her. So I think that's her problem. And I feel like, I feel like she does overreact a lot as well too because she doesn't want to get hurt. So, and I also think with the whole couple recoupling thing, she needs to realize that they're not in a relationship. So people can still get to know other people and she needs to understand that and give that person a chance to get to know other people as well. Because if you're smothering them, they're going to want to get away from you. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like one of the things that Mackenzie said that was like a red flag, apart from just her being like overtly controlling, um, was like, she was like, I need someone to help me grow. And it's just like, no, you're not like being in a relationship. I don't believe should be about having someone to help you grow. I think you should focus on growing yourself because that's not their job to, you know, do that. That's a lot of pressure. They're still trying to figure out their shit, you know? So I feel like, um, Mackenzie's definitely kind of immature. And I feel like she, the fact that she was like, America hates me and like my love for Connor, like our love, like you're, lo- we're telling you something. We're not, we don't hate you. It's just, I feel like she has this kind of victim mentality that is like not helping because she doesn't, she doesn't like want to be wrong. Like even when you think about it, the beginning of the episode of the season, like she was really cool with Justine and like her and Justine were like, you know, Justine would come and check on her. She still does, but like, I feel like now you can tell that Justine is more close to Sally and like um, Moira and Mackenzie are, are like more close, let's say, even though that <laughs> recent episode, obviously things a little different. Um, but I feel like the reason why she drifted from Justine is because Justine would tell her how she like what she needed to hear. And like Moira is not really going to tell her that like that, you know? And so I feel like she needs people who are like, yes, man. Like, and Jalen was not that like Connor is definitely that Jalen was not having it. So she will have a fit and will call like walk around the villa and cry. And it's like, no, that's not what you do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely. I feel like Mackenzie is not like they're like, is not ready for a relationship. And I feel like Connor isn't either in a way. I just feel like Connor needs to figure out how to grow some more, like just not, I guess balls, but like, he just needs to be more like, I got this and like okay, more yeah. assertive. Yeah, yeah. More outspoken. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think Mackenzie should go home. <laughs> they might also feel this way. <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. Okay, so with the whole recoupling and how Mackenzie chose Jalen, do you really feel Jalen was feeling Mackenzie or he was just trying to get in the villa? And do you think he's a genuine person? Mm, I don't think that I actually no I don't know I don't really care for Jalen I feel like he definitely was trying to get in the villa but I also feel like everyone is I don't know like I I get it like you should be more genuine and upfront when you're on the show and in general in life but I feel like he probably did like how Mackenzie was vibing with him because when she was when she first initially was just like single Mackenzie or not single but just in the villa with no Connor she was mad chill and then once she got coupled up with him, it was like, he's mine now. Like, 
we're coupled up. That's it. And I feel like Jalen, maybe there is a possibility that he was trying to get in the villa because how can you watch weeks of her being controlling and think that three days of hanging out with her, like Mm -hmm. she's like going to magically change, you know? So I don't know. Maybe he is, but I do feel like he's acting like a tray, which is jumping from one girl to the next. And I don't really vibe with that. I definitely agree. I feel like uh, Jalen is kind of like, I don't know, he, when he was having his original conversation with her, like, the first day, and she had sat down with him and was like, oh, um, I just, like, how do you feel about the amount of time we've spent together today? And and he was like, I feel fine about it. Like, first of all, I laughed so hard. So hard. <laughs> Second of all, I was like, okay, I mean, maybe off camera you all spent more time together, but it, like, you couldn't have possibly thought that the time that you all spent together was, like, enough. like, you all didn't didn't spend any time or didn't really get any camera time. So I'm not sure where that was, but I could definitely tell from that. Well, really from jump, I was like, Ooh, I don't know how this is going to work because unlike this is going to sound probably bad, but unlike Connor, Jalen seems to have a bit of a back, but like, he's not just a yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Mm -hmm. so he's going to tell her some things that she probably maybe needs to hear, but doesn't want to hear. And so that was the thing. But I also am concerned about how genuine he is. I do feel like he's a little bit of a tray in terms of him like, oh, I like this person. Well, I've always wanted to talk mm-hmm. to this person um, because originally I don't think that Mackenzie was on his radar like when he was coming in. Um, so um, that may or may not be right. But I feel like he has expressed interest in a lot of people. So part of me thinks he might just be playing the game to win yeah. at that point, which... I mean, this kind of seemed like Trey's game plan as well. So we'll see how that works out for him. Exactly. Um, even Kirsten saw it a little bit. Like, when he was mm-hmm. talking to her, she was just like, well, I just want to see how genuine you are. You see, it came up. So I think definitely, I feel like he's there to just have fun, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's just there to stay on the show. And I also feel like, in a way, it was kind of drama-filled when he was, like, interacting with Mackenzie. Like, Mackenzie is already drama, but, like, I feel like, he was just like going around telling people like, yeah, like I'm just not here for that. Like the way she's like moving, like if she keeps trying to do that controlling, well, you, you saw her weeks before, like you, she's going to move this way, you know? So, and then to go to, um, is her name share or sure? Like share, share, yeah. like to go to share afterwards and be like, Hey, like, I feel like share is also trying to stay in the, <laughs> she's just okay. trying to stay in the villa. <laughs> she don't like Calvin. She don't, she don't. <laughs> She literally was like, don't switch up on me, girl. You swerved him. (laughs) Mm -mm. But um, what do you guys think about Moira? Mm. Oh. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ah! You go, girl. You go first. So I just feel like, so she's a little bit older. Well, not, I don't know. She's, I feel like she's like 28, right? Something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, she's older. Um, And... I think there was a point in there where she was like, maybe I just need to work on myself. And I was thinking, yes, we're on the right track. And then (laughs) she, I feel like was looking at, you know, someone else to couple up with. I, I feel like the scene that aggravated me the most was when Selly was going through what she was going through and um, with Johnny Mm -hmm. receiving that information. And then uh, Moira comes into the dressing room and just like breaks down almost like kind of looking at her, like somebody help me when, Sally was trying to go through her own stuff. So I feel like sometimes I'm not really sure what like Moira is is looking for or doing because it seems like she wanted one thing in James, but then when Calvin was like, I'm not so sure how much I'm feeling this or like, I feel like we need to slow down. It was the exact, exact opposite almost. So mm-hmm. 
she um more as a character to me i'm trying to like understand some of her like motives for her actions and it's kind mm-hmm. of confusing to me to be honest yeah i agree i feel like Mora doesn't know what she wants and if you don't know what you want, then beyond this show, trying to couple up with anybody is not going to work. You have to really know what you want, know what you're looking for, especially because she's older. And a lot of the boys are younger. I don't know if she dated younger guys before. But you know how younger men are. They're, like, they're not sometimes on the same wavelength as an older woman. And like older women are kind of like struggle more to find that partner because they're older and like they want to settle down, you know? So I feel like she just doesn't know what she wants and she's also looking at other relationships, thinking, mm-hmm. wanting that same thing and it's kind of like putting more pressure on her to find someone fast. And on this show, it's not going to happen by finding someone fast. You just have to make that connection and see where it goes. It's like dating, but like, you know, you're just with that person every day. So I just feel like she needs to relax and breathe and just loosen up a little bit and just try and get to know people like in their own way as well too and let herself be known as well too yeah I agree um I feel like Moira is an attention seeker sometimes to be honest (laughs) like she James was literally like James had his moments I didn't like how he um handled the situation like before he left but she would cry like she would just walk in the middle of the villa and just like start crying it's just like I don't why are you crying like I get it it's frustrating the way he was like he came on a little strong here and there, but I just feel like she really wanted people to see her. And even with the Sally situation, coming to come cry to her when she's miserable is just like inconsiderate, to be honest. Um, and I feel like she's really comparing her relationship um, to other people. Like you're, like you said, like literally, you can't say like just because they look like they're in love, that doesn't mean that they're perfect. Like that's the perfect life I feel like that's the um, a moment where, where we can say that this show kind of reflects on real life and that when you look at it there are a lot of couples that look so happy and they're like oh my god like you know couple goals on Instagram but then in real life they probably like behind the doors they're probably struggling you know and I feel like Moira just looks at them and they're like oh my god why can't my relationship with Aaron who um <laughs> she fought Kirsten for um can't why can't it be like that and it's just like well give it some time and Aaron was like yeah like you know give it some time and she just wasn't she wanted it to be like instant attraction instant um spark power couple like everybody looking at her I feel like you know and she didn't she wasn't getting that because no one cares about I'm not no one's really pressed about Aaron you know and also honestly about her so and it was just interesting when like Calvin came back with a girl and she she had Aaron she was like I find it disrespectful that you didn't pull me to the side and talk. I'm like, girl, why? Why? Like, you seem fine. Like at that, when she, the way she was talking about Aaron, you would think that she really cared for him at that time. And so it was like, why would, why do you care if he didn't pull you to the side? You know? So, yeah. So do you feel like in terms of the male and female perspective, do you think the guys could have been better this season like, did you agree with one of some of the things that they like, you know, some of the frustrations that they expressed in the villa? Like in terms of how they were acting, you mean? Yeah. Like, do you feel like the guys, um, like in terms of like how they like Jalen talking about Mackenzie and like how he spoke to her or Johnny or Caleb even talking to Rachel, like, or even Jeremiah coming to Rachel and telling her like, Hey, like, I'm not feeling you. Like, do you feel like the guys were, they, like, you know, this season, like, Connor, all the guys, Trey handling, dealing with Justine and getting mad that she was, you know, 
mm. taking a risk with Caleb? Um, I definitely think some of them handled it well. Some of them didn't. Like, especially Jeremiah. Oh, we miss him so much. Can he come back? So, um, yeah, definitely him with the whole Rachel situation. I think he definitely handled, handled it well because he could have waited until they recoupled. And then told her that he wasn't interested, but then that would have been fake of him. But he told her before every any the recoupling happened, and he went home, you know. It was something that he had to do, so he went home, unfortunately. Um, with Trey, I just felt like Trey was definitely playing the game. I didn't think he really liked anyone genuinely. So for him to, like, approach Justine, just because, first of all, during that challenge, Justine, even before the challenge, Justine told Trey that she thinks that um he should talk to other people, like the new girl, Lauren. So it's pretty clear that she wasn't interested and he understood that. So in the challenge, when she kissed Caleb, he was so shocked. And he said that, oh, um, she purposely did it to hurt him. And oh, how he didn't see that coming. And how she didn't tell him like she was interested in Caleb. First of all, Justine doesn't need to tell you if she's interested in Caleb. You're not with her. Y'all are in a couple, beyond and y'all are not together in a couple. So she can do whatever she wants. I don't know why he was so upset. I feel like he was upset because I think he was going to play the same game on her, but it didn't work because, like, she ended up liking someone else. So that's why he was, like, left vulnerable in a way, alone. So he had to, like, scramble to figure out who he's going to couple, couple up with next. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrington, I feel like Carrington is just literally being himself. In terms of him not being with Kirsten, I can see how, like, their personalities kind of didn't match. I feel like Kirsten, like, he said, like she said, she needs that kind of, like, reassurance. I feel like Carrington maybe have t- taken it too seriously. Like, even though she needs a reassurance, I don't think she meant it all the time. Because I feel like Carrington didn't really like her like she liked him. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why he felt like it was too much. So I guess it's a good thing they didn't work out. In terms of him and Laurel, I see him treating her differently. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm not, I can't really read Carrington, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I will see how it goes. And then what other boys are there? Johnny, we just talked about Johnny, you know, he didn't handle anything well. So as far as him being an honest person, we'll see like further down the line. I don't know if the truth will come out in the end. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Jalen, um, when he was, he literally talked to everyone else in the house about how he was feeling about Mackenzie, except Mackenzie. And I was like, that's a little messy. Like, why don't you just talk to her and like, tell her what's up with the with the whole situation if you're not feeling it. Um, so I feel like the guys who did the best thus far are those who really um, were had that open line of communication that they all claimed they wanted in the beginning um, and kind of told them, like, this is how I'm feeling and this is where I'm at. Um, I definitely will um, agree with you on the Jeremiah thing because that was, like, a really bold step because he knew, like, yeah. home, like, but I feel like I she owed this to to her since we were coupled up to kind of tell her like look I'm not really like I think you're a great person but I think we have more of a friend connection than like um like an actual couple romantic kind of um connection so I think that that was really good I we we did talk about Johnny I don't think that he handled a lot of things very well um Caleb I think Caleb's been doing a good job but of course mm-hmm. you know, I love Caleb <laughs> love that, um, we love the transparency, even with the guys. I feel like he does a good job of holding the guys accountable to their actions, uh, for their actions. So that um, is interesting and refreshing to see. Um, yeah, I feel like for in terms of the guys, I think we, did we cover everybody? I feel like, yes. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Caleb is a husband. That's all I got to say. 
Caleb so has definitely is been material. I feel like Justine and Caleb are gonna get married. I'm calling it now. You heard it here first. Yeah. And have kids, hopefully, and all that stuff and grow old together. Um, but yeah, going back to Carrington and Laurel and Kirsten, that dynamic, like, do you guys find it interesting that like sometimes a person will treat someone they really like the difference in how someone treats someone they really like versus someone that they're like, they're like, eh, like, you know how some relationships they'll be like, well, my boyfriend never did that for me. And, but now they're seeing like their, the way they treat their, the next person. And they're like, damn, like that's better. Like, why didn't I get that same energy? You know? So wh- let's, let's talk about it. Like, what do you guys think about the way he's been treating Laurel versus Kirsten? I think they're just more compatible. And I think that's, and he, I feel like he realizes that. And so he, um, is or maybe I don't know maybe that that this idea of the initial spark that they like talk about maybe he had that more so with um her whereas with um with the other partner I feel like it was more of like a sexual tension type of thing but it wasn't I don't know how much past that he was he was seeing anything (laughs) so um yeah I don't know I I you can definitely see like when he they had that little uh rooftop um not dinner but like you know, little situation up there. I was surprised because I was like, this does not seem like Carrington that we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Um, and so, yeah, I'm not, I definitely think that that was kind of, he was giving cues early on, like, mm, like, yeah, like, I like you, but I'm not like super interested in you. And so you can really see how much he um, likes Laurel with, I guess, his actions rather than just his his words so that was that was interesting to see yeah yeah I agree with you I think Carrington I feel like he definitely knows what he wants which is what I like about him so he's not gonna settle for anything less I just can't read Carrington's face for some reason I don't know what it is like I don't know if he's happy if he's not happy he just has the same expression on his face but he says how he feels mostly you understand so I can't really mm-hmm. like pinpoint where he is and how much he really likes Laurel, but I definitely see the change of action. So it, it can seem that he likes Laurel more. So he's um, able to do more and it's just coming out of him naturally, you know? So you, I definitely see that. Yeah, definitely. I like the fact, okay, can we talk about the fact that he came up to Connor and Mackenzie when she was calling <laughs> him for the chat and was like, what did he say? Um, like a, did he actually charades. play it? Charades, yeah, charades. <laughs> Oh, oh my damn. And she literally, the way Mackenzie looked at him, she was like, yes, it's pretty serious. Oh, jeez. Awkward. Like, so I think awkward. It was, it definitely was, like, even her pulling Connor to the side to be like, yeah, like, he's just treating me like this. Like, what do you want Connor to say? You left him for him. Like, right. you know? So. I feel like, like, you can see, not just America, like, the villa sees that they're not good together and they're trying their hardest to keep them apart Carrington literally said yeah they just shouldn't talk so like that's, <laughs> they see it they're not supposed to be together and Carrington is so funny he's really like that friend to like help you out in a bad situation like mm-hmm. oh yeah I'm um, sorry um, we gotta go you know he's really that friend and I feel like Mackenzie's very very manipulative because she knows that Connor's a nice person and she always cries and breaks down in front of him and she knows that he's going to be there for her no matter what. And I feel like she's trying to like, you know, trying to be able to talk about, I miss you and, you know, and I do what you want to do, what makes you happy, but it's touching his arm and everything. That's very manipulative mm-hmm. and she knows what she's doing. Yeah, it definitely is. But like, what do you guys think about Connor and Moira? <laughs> Girl, go first. Cause... Okay, so Connor and Moira, like, 
I was first confused because I was like, I never really thought about them as being together. So I'm like, is this just out of like opportunity type of situation? Like this, the opportunity is now presented before you. So let's just, why not? Let's just go talk to Moira or what? But I'm also, I feel like a lot of times with Moira, I'm never sure, like, like you said earlier, like, I don't think she knows exactly what she wants, but she wants to be liked by like everyone. So I feel like she's a, uh, in a situation where she's going to tell Connor what um, she wants, what you, she thinks he wants to hear. But I think that their relationship ultimately would just be bland because I just don't see personality from either of them really. Yeah. Oh, and- oh my so because he doesn't really have a like a, a backbone to I feel like say how he really feels at times. Um and so it ends up being the whole villa except for Mackenzie trying to protect him from Mackenzie. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure that like going forward, if they decide to go forward with that, I'm not sure how far how far they would go just because I'm not sure how compatible they are because you can't really tell their personalities um very well. So Yeah, I agree. I feel like um I feel like Mackenzie's very much, uh, sorry, um, Moira is passive aggressive too. So it's very like, hey, I didn't like that. They wouldn't even probably say that. They'd just be like, laugh through it, even though like in confessionals, they're like, I didn't really like the way Moira handled that or the way Connor handled that. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Moira, like, like she's, like Tracy said, literally has no personality. She's so boring. I don't see nothing fun about her. And to be with Connor, Connor is like a really quiet and timid. So I just don't think it will work. It won't be exciting. It won't work. And I don't know how much longer this Love Island journey is. So honestly, I don't really see a lot of these couples finding, especially the ones who are confused now, finding anyone right now or until the, um, the Love Island is over. I only don't, I only see Justine and Caleb and then Johnny and Sally as like the two couples that are like obviously going somewhere. The rest, I feel like, they just trying to be in a couple to be in a couple. That's about it. Yeah. I do believe there's like 28 episodes in total. I could be wrong. Okay. So we're coming close to the end. We're at episode 21, 22. So if they don't got it now, I don't know. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the new guys coming in? Oh, the new, that are coming like tonight, like soon? Yeah. Tonight's episode, there's apparently three new guys. Um yeah (laughs) um I feel like it'll be interesting to see because they I I don't really know what um I feel like the OG guys have shown like a lot of different qualities so I'm interested to see what they're going to like bring to the table um I'm not sure if if Love Island is the place for Moira to really find who she wants and what she needs because she is older and she I feel like has expressed feelings of like oh I want to get married soon I want to do these things I'm not sure that like this is the place for her to do that so I'm not sure what she's gonna find but um I guess we'll have to wait and see who they choose to um you know talk to a little bit more I agree I think it's just a little too late for new boys to come in for them to like really break up any couple except for like Moore and Connor and then probably Mackenzie. But I don't even see Mackenzie finding anyone except for somebody that's going to just do what do whatever she wants to be honest. And yeah, I don't really see any like really big shake up in the villa with these new boys to be honest. Yeah, I feel like um honestly I think there's going to be an elimination and then the new guys will come in. And so I feel like Mackenzie's going to go home. I honestly I want her to go home. Um 
and um, Aaron probably is gonna go home, or at least like, or like Jalen, sure, sure, like one of it's gonna be like the lowest couple, and then one of them, maybe a one guy, one girl will go home, or like a whole couple. Um, but I don't really think I I wasn't really I didn't find the new guys cute like that. Like they just weren't that attractive to me. Um, but we'll see. Like I feel like um, I think Don and I were talking about this. Like a lot of times they have the like such pretty girls but then the new guys are always like okay <laughs> you know like they're they're cute um they're not like oh my god but they're okay um so I guess my, one of my things one of the, the questions I wanted to pose is like what did you think about Kirsten's like decision to like not pick someone and to like stay single and just make a statement do you did you think that was smart um and like you know just the idea of like going back to someone even after they hurt you like or they've rejected you like what do you think about that i was literally yelling at the tv screen no no, please think about yourself in the position you all were at before you left it was already like a no-go for the coupling so i really wanted her to to find somebody or like I was hoping she would find someone that she, you know, had good conversation with um, and thought that she could bring, well, not bring back, but like, you know, keep and recouple with. Um, so I was a little, I was frustrated when, when she didn't, cause it was like, out of all the guys, you knew that Carrington was going to come back with someone like mm-hmm. and he- that in my heart. And I feel like she knew that, but was hoping that, oh, if I stay single, he'll realize that I really, like, am about this relationship. But I feel like it's a situation where they say when somebody shows you, like, who they are the first time, like, believe them type of situation. Mm-hmm. Really who he is, but, like, who, what he was interested in the first time. Like, I was hoping she was going to, like, believe him. Because I feel like she's a cool, you know, she's been really cool around the villa and has, like, a lot of, um, you know, I don't think she has any bad blood with anybody mm-hmm. personally. Um, so I was hoping that she would find someone that she was more compatible with. Um, but the way that they did her, um, Carrington and whoever produces whatever, did oh. her so pretty. Like, to motion, to walk down by yourself and then motion for the other girl to come. I, right. I said, this has got to be a joke because what is this? No. <laughs> that, was, that was spicy. It was hilarious. Yeah, I think that um, Kirsten, yeah, like you said, like before they um went to Castle Moore, they definitely spoke about it and how they would just be better off as friends. And I feel like at that point when they spoke about it, Carrington already closed that chapter with Kirsten. So then that's what she'd have, she should have realized that he's going to go and find someone else and going to bring someone back. She even knew he was going to do it, but she's chill, she, um, she still chose to do that. It was brave, but it wasn't really smart. And his speech was like harsh too, you know? He's like, oh yeah, we could still be friends. You know, I'm here for you as a friend. Emphasize the friend. So like, yeah, it was it was rough to see it, but like she kind of knew it was going to come and she kind of needed to see it as well so she can close that herself. And I also think what Kirsten, she kept on saying when they were in Castle more that it's like initial attraction for her. She hasn't found someone with that like initial attraction and everything that she had with Carrington. So like my question is, do you think initial attraction over like getting to know someone is more important? Um, yeah. Um, actually, no. <laughs> Damn, I just like I didn't think about it. Okay, so I feel like for me, attraction is important just because I like I have I'm looking at you, like I'm gonna have to look at you. Um, but I think that attraction is not only thing is not the only thing that should be like the defining factor like to make someone stay I feel like personality is definitely like an 
a whole thing that needs to be addressed and like needs to be included into it. Like, I feel like if you could, you could be really good looking, but if you have no personality or just boring, you know, there's, what can we do here? Like, obviously like for me, I'm like, you gotta be funny. You gotta be attractive. You gotta, you gotta be smart, like things like that. But if you're just pretty or like whatever, like handsome, I just feel like that's just, there, there are a lot of handsome, pretty people in the world, you know, there needs to be more. I agree. I second everything that both of you have said. Um, I feel like she's looking for something um, and she just has, I feel like maybe that's also why she didn't bring, because she just didn't find it or feel whatever it is that she was looking for. Um, But hopefully, I don't know, maybe one of the new guys she'll, you know, fit better with, I guess. I hope, I don't know. I feel bad um, sometimes because I'm like, oh, she seems like cool and chill but it just hasn't really worked out for her thus far, so. Yeah, it has not. I know, I feel like, I feel bad because she literally was connecting with Aaron and then she backed down because Moira was like, I really like this guy and like, he's just like, you know, and I'm just like, girl, you don't like him. You just don't like the idea of someone else liking him and you felt threatened by the situation. I feel like Moira just wanted to pick somebody to be on the villa to, so that, because she, she knew that Calvin's probably going to pick somebody, you know? Um, and it sucks that Kirsten kind of has been like, like, I get it. They're like, it's not friend Island, but she's kind of been like trying to make sure that she's a girl's girl, even with the McKenzie situation, Jalen, what Jalen did was like a red flag was a red flag, but like, she could have still gave him a little chat, you know what I'm saying? So, but I feel like, um, oh, with Carrington's like speech, I, I feel like, yes, it was a little harsh, but I also kind of feel like it's important to like, if she didn't get it the first time and then you're coming back, you, I feel like he just wanted to make sure it's clear. Like, I just see you as a friend. Like, let's just be friends. Like, and I feel like, yes, it was harsh, but I feel like it was enough to make sure she knew, like, he's not interested in me like that again, you know? Yeah, yeah I definitely agree that he, he kind of had to, in some way, kind of really stress the point that this isn't moving forward. There won't be, like, a coupling of you and me it's not happening <laughs> which is unfortunate but I mean he had to figure out a way to say it and that's how he chose to do it so yes oh could we talk about uh Mercedes please I know we mentioned her in the beginning but I just want to she's interesting and I really want to dissect the whole village like the whole cast more experience with her what did you guys think about her she was doing a lot for me that's <laughs> That was my first, which I mean, I guess that's what in Casa Moore, or so I've been told, like, that's what happens because they're coming in already a little bit later. So they are all kind of like, oh, got to find a way, got to find a match type of situation. Mm-hmm. But um, then again, you can't place it all on her because Johnny clearly was about it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she definitely, she came in with some, um, some energy, some interesting energy, I guess. But in the beginning, I was like, okay, this is this is a little much. Um, I could tell that she was trying to get into the villa by any means necessary. Like when she went from one person to another, and was like, actually, I've always been thinking about you, but like, no, you actually haven't. That's fine. It's it is what it is. Um, I didn't like how she, similar to how Moira told uh, Kirsten that she didn't really. Um, like, she was like, oh, I'm interested in in Aaron. So, like, trying to get her to back off. I think Mercedes did the same thing with Laurel. Um, that really, like, rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like that at all. Um, I thought that was weird. 
Um, Cause I feel like if you think you have a good connection with him and you really didn't feel intimidated, like why would you say anything at all about it? Um, but clearly she mm -hmm. felt sort of way. So she felt the need to try to scare um, Laurel off and it didn't end up working for her. So she came in with a game plan and she really stuck to it. But as we see, she did not make it. So <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah, I think Mercedes, you know, I'm all about women and doing what they want. You know, you could be as sexually free as you want to, just like men are. But I just feel like because of like the type of environment it is, like everybody can see what you're doing. Like it's gonna backfire on you. If you're kissing one person one day and another person another day, they're not gonna take you serious, you know? Mm -hmm. Vice versa. If this was the outside world, you could kiss somebody one day and then meet somebody and then on um, the next day kiss them, nobody would know about it, you know? So because we're all seeing what you're doing, it won't work. You won't get in the villa like this. And I just don't think she was very like genuine with anyone. Like you said, she was just trying to get in the villa by any means necessary. And I'm glad that she tried to like um get with um Carrington because Carrington like I said before he's not dumb he knows what he wants and he sees through people mm -hmm. so because she tried to do that with Carrington you already know he wasn't gonna like let that happen he already had something good with Laurel and he wasn't gonna jeopardize that just because him and Mercedes shared a kiss nah it wasn't gonna happen if she tried to um try that with maybe Calvin or um somebody some one of the other boys except for Connor it would have probably worked but it wasn't gonna work with Carrington I already knew and that whole Johnny thing would have been sealed because he kept on talking about Sully so yeah, it wasn't going to work. Yeah, she, I was telling Trace, I was like, yo, she did all that work to not come in the villa. Like, that's fucking sad. That's like, that's, that's actually disappointing. Um, Because she was on a mission. She came in, and I feel like with Connor and Calvin, like, she, I don't think they would have liked, they, they will, they like her energy. They, I feel like they're more like with chill girls, like, hey, what's up, you know? And she, Mercedes was very much like, I'm in your face. This is what I want. And, um, and so I feel like it just didn't work out. It would have just not worked out from like the beginning. Um, but Mercedes, like, I found it so strange as well. Like her talking to Laura, I found it to be very insecure. Like she, I feel like she knew that Carrington really liked Laurel and that she was already losing Johnny after all that she did <laughs> every night and every other day, um, to, you know, get Johnny, keep Johnny interested um, and so she was like going to Laurel to like, kind of like make her, it was like, it, like Moira was like, can you basically saying, can you back down to, to Kirsten? And then Mercedes was like, Hey girl, how are you? Yes. You know? And then, but like subtly saying like, you need to back off, you know? And Laura I was so happy that she didn't, she was just like, thank you, but I'm going to keep pursuing Carrington, which I loved. I think that I thought that was really um, mature and just that bitch of her you know so um I feel like Mercedes definitely was just trying to stay she was just trying to get into the villa like and I I thought about like what would happen if she were to get in the villa and like how that would look because I feel like that would be such a this season would be too much like <laughs> literally talk to Sally and like the next day and be like yeah like he's he was making out with me and like I'm interested in still pursuing him and just, <laughs> and there'll be like secret makeout sessions between Johnny and Sally and the other, like, like in crooks and nooks and crannies of the villa or something like that, you know? And so I feel like Carrington, after she was talking to him, she was like, you know, um, I'm always here to please daddy. It felt like very pick me. Um, to be honest, I was like, what? Like, she was very much like, I'm here to serve you, like touching Johnny's beard, going to Carrington talking about, yeah, I'm, um, I'm here to please daddy. And daddy is who? And daddy was like, yeah, daddy could be me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, listen, 
that's this is too much. Like, you, I get it, but you look eager and not in a, a good way. Like, I feel like it was obvious, you know, um, very blatant. And so I feel like Carrington knowing, like, based, you know, what you said, based on what you said and knowing him, like he, or at least from the show, um, he was not here for it. So, yeah, Mercedes had to go, a.k.a. Toyota. Um, <laughs> she had to leave. So do you guys think that the portrayal of romantic relationships on romance, um, on reality TV is relatable um, and reflective of what really happens in real life? I feel like um, there is a certain amount of like, like them bringing new people into the villa. Like, I feel like that is relatable in that there are always going to be things that kind of like test a person's relationship. Now, granted, they didn't have the amount of time to really commit to and build a relationship before these, you know, this, this tests, these tests kind of came in per se. But um, I feel like that is, is kind of reflective of reality and that there's always going to be, you know, people out there that could potentially catch your partner's eye. Like that is a thing Um, in terms of, of course, the timing, like that is a little bit more, you know, strictly based in um, these type of reality TV shows. But yeah, I definitely think that the idea of bringing people in um, kind of makes it a little bit more relatable um, because that is something that happens in the real world and that, you know, there's always going to be people around. It's just how can your relationship withstand these type of um, trials and tribulations? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think it's unrealistic how they're in the villa, right? Probably for like two weeks or so, and they're all so coupled up and so into each other. And then somebody comes in, like everybody's hurt, you know? I just feel like it's unrealistic because like like talking to somebody, getting into a relationship, being exclusive, it takes time, you know? I don't think it's realistic that they are boyfriend and girlfriend or so serious about someone after two weeks, you know? I just feel like there's so much you learn about someone that for you to be this head over heels with them, I think I feel like you're in love with the idea or the potential of this person rather than the person themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little unrealistic. And like, yeah, I just feel like people just needed, needed to be more realistic in a sense that you have to allow somebody to get to know other people. And then if they come right back, then it's meant to be. If not, it's not meant to be. So yeah, that's, I think it's unrealistic. Definitely. Um, hmm? I said I was going to say, I think that Justine had that mentality that you just thought about, especially within her conversation with Selly when she was like, well, if he comes back to me, you know, like, and he's single, then that means that whatever happened in the villa, like, he still is, I guess, with, like, originally she was like, I expect him to explore, I guess, a little bit, not to the extent that Johnny did, of course, (laughs) but um, I feel like she had that mentality, too, and I think time, in terms of the show, just, like, the, the concept of time does not exist. Like, it's, they're trying mm-hmm. to rush things a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that just is not a thing for, we hope, um, in real life. And then them having to fall, I guess, or them ending up falling in love with the potential of some someone, I feel like that happens in real life, too, with some people. Um, but they're, like, mm-hmm. under strict time constraints to kind of deal with that. So they can only go off of, like, I guess what they've seen for a few days, which is also a very I'm sure stressful situation to be in do you feel like the money um adds to that pressure too because like when you think about it it's like it's still a game like there there's a prize at the end of this and they all are kind of like trying to get to that prize in a way even though yes love is involved like this is like this recipe for 
romance and all that stuff, but there's also the financial aspect of it. Oh, yeah. I think Trey and Jalen are definitely playing for money. <laughs> like, I, I think they know mm-hmm. people realize this. And um, it's, I feel like some people turn it off and on on whether or not they're thinking about the, the money versus whether or not they're thinking about, like, coming out with a real couple. So, yes, that is a very a real thing that affects a lot of these relationships, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think in a way, Mackenzie could be playing for money, but I actually don't know because she's so in, she's really emotional, like or like she cares a lot about certain things, or it seems like that. I think that if anything, Johnny could be here for the money too. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's lucky to find Sully. Thank God, like we love Sully, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just I don't know. It's one of those things you can never tell. I know Cher definitely could be here for the money. Um, yeah. Like she's she here for the money. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I'm interested to know like how if you were producing the show, like how you would portray like romance and love, and how you would go about um, making it seem like more realistic in terms of um, making the reality teams reality TV seem more like reality in real life. Ooh, that's a that's a hunk of a question. Donna, do you want to go first? <laughs> Hmm, let me think. I'm, I I see like a lot of like re- um, dating reality shows where like they follow them around in their daily lives, like from work to w- meeting up with friends and stuff like that. But then it's also the, um, the thing, same thing where you have a camera with you, you have to like, you want to present yourself a certain way. So it's definitely that kind of bias towards like the camera and towards the audience. So you really never know unless you like throw them in different situations like they do with the cast on more. But I still feel like you really never know a person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that could be hard. I feel like for me, I like to, I think, I, I do like The Bachelor's part of like meeting the family, if there's one thing I will say. So I feel like, yes, having aspects of like, I feel like Love Island, I love the villa. I love the young, you know, impressionable 20 year olds, 20 something year olds, you know, having a good time aspect. But I feel like towards the end of the, of the season, I feel like if they could incorporate um, meeting the parents and like the friends of like each person that like the serious couples and like getting rid of the couples that we don't care about. Um, And then just like even maybe having like fake like houses or pods that they can live in and like actually like deal with like real life stuff, like a fake, like a simulation kind of aspect where they're like paying for bills and like how would they handle, they'll have like these fake kids that they have to take care of. Like these, um, you know how like those, um, was it what is is it home ec no I don't know I don't know these classes but the class where you take care of a a, a fake baby mm-hmm. yeah like something like that where how how do they handle that are they do they wake up and like take care of the baby when they're, they're the baby's crying like you know do they break down things like that that kind of prepare them for serious long-term relationships out of the um the villa I think they should incorporate that as opposed to just you know the another temptation to come into the island and like spice things up because like yes there are a lot of good looking people but you know there's only so many people you can bring into the villa you know Tracy what about you I agree I think that um like the idea that you just said I think it would be interesting if they did that instead of like one of like the most recent challenge I guess it is the one where they had the shopping carts um that one I feel like they instead of doing that they could maybe have a situation where they're like uh, faced with these real life, um, instances and try to see, uh, like what, 
like what they would do in this situation as a couple or how they would handle like finances or how they would handle different situations that they might be faced with um, in the outside world. Mm-hmm. So that would be interesting to kind of incorporate, maybe even if it's like just in a challenge, um, it gets them talking because I feel like we spend a lot of time listening to their conversations on surface level, but they need a prompting to like maybe ask more serious questions um, about like the outside world and whether or not they would work um, and what they would have to deal with. Exactly. I do agree. Even like social questions, like social issues about like, you know, I know like even we talked, we, um, Adana, even Tracy, yes, we talked about Caleb having the conversation um, on the outside world about like um, police brutality and George Floyd and all these things like, you know, finding out what kind of person your partner is and on a political social level is important too. And I feel like a lot of the conversations, like you said, Tracy, they're very much um, surface. Oh my God, you're so cute. I think we would like have a genuine com- connection or like, I think we vibe really well. Like it's very much like, we just spoke and it was a fun conversation. I laughed. That's a good enough for me. And I feel like they need to dig deeper. So yeah. For sure. So who do you want to see when? Who's your favorite person or couple? Um, and yeah, like what do you what are you excited about um in terms of like the season coming to an end, you know? Oh, that's easy for me. I want Justin Justine, Caleb, and Sally to win, if that's possible. Like, they could be the dynamic trio and then just yeah. take it all and win. But, like, yeah, I definitely want Justine and Caleb to win. They're my favorite couple. They're the strongest so far, and hopefully they last until the end, you know. Hopefully what we're seeing with them is very genuine and real, and then it could withstand anything and reach to the end. And then, like, I don't know if they might incorporate the whole family thing like they do in the UK version, but that would be nice to see. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Team Caleb. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I like Justine and Caleb. I think that they're, um, so far what I've seen from them has been like, they seem to be really compatible. They seem to, um, you know, be able to communicate each with each other about their like feelings and where they're at so far. Um, so, and I feel like they're kind of opening up to each other more. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, I like them. I also really like Selly. Um, however, I think she deserves better. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see if, um, I guess for all the couples in the future, just to see where they're, what happens with these new guys that are coming in and um, the new challenges to see how they're going to work out. So, right. Yeah, same. I third all of that. Um, I love, love Justine and Caleb. Love Sally. Don't like Johnny. Um, and so, <laughs> sorry, Johnny. Um, actually, mm, but yeah. Justine, Caleb, Selly, I think they should, If I don't know if they are allowed to do that, but at least I hope Selly gets a lot out of this, like, you know, hopefully a better man and um, some opportunities after this show. Um, but in terms of love and romance, I definitely feel like Justine and Caleb are definitely it for me. And I can see them going far. So I'm excited um, to see the next couple of episodes, to see the new couple arrangements and to see some people go home. I'm not going to lie. Um but Isn't yeah, it, like, so, great to see, like, mm-hmm. Black love and them, them doing so well? It's enough, right? Don't you just feel that way sometimes? I feel that. I, I feel that. Love, you know? <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like they're a beautiful couple. Um, and I'm, I like, I, um, Tracy and I were talking and we've seen Caleb's, like, mom's Instagram page. She's the cutest. And I've, like, 
also preed through like um, Justine's um, family, like her Instagram page. And she's a very family oriented person right. as well. And so is Caleb. So I think they would really mesh well, like on, on the outside world. So I'm excited to see their love blossom and, you know, we'll see. So do you guys think it's easy to date someone in your race and outside your race? Um, wait, say it again. I said, do you think it's easier to date someone in your race than outside of your race? Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, definitely easier. But I feel like for me, I'm I'm very much open to anyone at this point in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna I don't have a preference for who I'm gonna be like end up with. I think it's more of like how you treat me and how I treat you and how we feel than like I need to be with someone who's like my race you know who's black like I'm open to anyone I feel that I think it's it is a little bit easier in that um at times you will have a little bit more shared experiences that you won't necessarily have to fully explain um as you would with someone might be that might be outside of your race but at the same time I'm like not closed off to any like particular if you're you know if the conversation is good if I like feel like you're respectful and all of those you know mm-hmm. if you check all the boxes like that you know and you're not you know within my race I'm not gonna say like oh no like <laughs> um so yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah I agree I just want to get your opinion <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel like dating is another topic to talk about because I feel like as a black woman, dating is so, like, difficult because there's already the um, the struggle of, like, not many black men wanting you. Um, not to say that all black men are like that, but it's like if you want to date in your race as a black woman, it's already the struggle of, like, a lot of black men um, – are not in the same space of like education education wise or like job wise as you. Right. And then they're also adding the black men who don't want to date you because you're not a white woman. Um, And then it's just, there's so many things to worry about that. I feel like as a black woman, I personally just feel like I just want to just be a woman and just enjoy just getting to know anyone. But I know that it's harder to, you can't just dis um, associate yourself from your race like it's gonna always be a conversation like when you meet someone new even if they're not uh if they're white let's say like you're still gonna have to think about oh like will they respect me as and my people um are they for black lives matter are they for this like what are, what are their stand their political stance on certain things you know so yeah it's a lot <laughs> i feel personally mm-hmm. definitely so my question is like what do you guys think about um the kind of the aspect of colorism on Love Island, like um, we've seen it in the UK version, we've seen it in the USA version. Like, what do you guys think about the fact that there's always this like, un- it's, it's annoying, but like you always see like the dark-skinned black girl, or you just a black girl in general, being the last pick. Like she doesn't get the person that she's looking for. Is just, you know, what do you guys think about that? Honestly, it's frustrating and annoying. Um, to constantly see like even in the like you said like in the UK version and I'm sure probably the Australian version um that black women are constantly the the last people picked um it's and I I feel like the producers almost maybe bring in another black man as if to say or another um person of color maybe if as if to say like oh like that couple up and it'll be fine but that's just like not the case anymore um I feel like 
a lot of people claim that it's off of preference um, in terms of their, like, what they like. But unfortunately, that's just, I don't personally think, I think the preference is like a, a, a scapegoat that people use, but um, a, bit, a lot of times it's rooted in um, the their ideal of Eurocentric beauty standards. Um, that's problematic to me. Um, yeah, it's just tiring to, to always see that, um, especially when you feel like maybe uh, other women aren't asking the same question about whether um, like black men or other people of color are gonna like me. I feel like that's a question yeah. that women have to ask that white women never have to ask. Never. <laughs> and that's very upsetting. Yeah, I think um, my friend and I were talking about how like a white woman can walk in and just in a room and, you know, just know like that everybody likes her. And it's not to be shade and black, like white woman or anything like that. It's just a matter of like, this is what, like, if you pay attention, you can see this, you know? And I feel like as black women, we constantly are overlooked and like, just very much like, we just have to always be the strong person for people and like, not not care too much about it but it does hurt you when you when you're not looked at you're not picked you're not cared for as much as and even by your own like your own men your own people you know so it's unfortunate yeah I agree I honestly I just don't get it like you know being a black woman I just I love myself and I think we're awesome I literally don't get the reasoning we're great I just I honestly just can't understand what's what's the issue yeah I think it's just, it's like to the point where it's just, it's like a matter of self-hate and then mm-hmm. just, I feel like black men who act that way or think that way want to be white men so bad, um, but they will never be. So it's just like their own way of oppressing the, like someone who they, like who's enough, who they feel like is enough to oppress. Like one were woman and then also were black. So it's mm-hmm. like, that intersectionality aspect, it shouldn't be happening, like where we're being oppressed by anyone as women or as black women. But the, you know, these black men who feel this way are like, you know what, this is my moment of like power or my false power. Um, and I'm going to take it. I definitely agree with all the statements that are like made. I definitely, it's not like everybody, of course, but it's, it happens so often. Um, and there are, it's hard to find depictions of like, um, within Love Island of this like not happening. I know they had a problem, a lot of problems that um, with it within the UK um, seasons. And I'm sure going forward, unfortunately, we're probably gonna, you know, kind of see the same things with um, even the black women receiving less screen time and mm-hmm. that nature. Um, so it's really, it's, it's frustrating to see. Um, and I also feel like sometimes um, if you at, like if you were to ask specifically um, a black man if they uh like why like okay so like what do you like about so and so um I feel like a lot of times they'll be like oh well uh it's just that black women but that's not the question that was posed to you um it's more so about more so a fetish like they fetishize them you know exactly it's not everyone but it's like I that's like get to know the people before you're like judging you know like that it just doesn't make sense to me Exactly. And I feel like for me personally, that's when I mentioned earlier, like I'm very much open to dating outside of my race and anyone, to be honest, because I feel like for a while I was very much like I should be just with a black man and like that should be what it is because, you know, 
I felt like it also was like a matter of like loyalty, a sense of loyalty for black women. Like you feel like that's that, you know, black men are already going through a lot. Like you want to be with them. That's you want to be with who you're comfortable with the most for the most part, you know, but I feel like after seeing a pattern of like a lot of black men doing their own thing, it's like, why am I here stressing and, you know, not paying attention to my attraction to people outside of my race because you're, um, because of you and you're not even, you know, paying attention or you're not even trying to like, you're belittling me and like my other black, um, sisters, but you're not, you know, you're not paying attention to me. Like you're not paying attention to black women and you're disrespecting us. And yet you still want us to stay by your side and like be basically y'all want us to be single forever and just be like, Oh, the black man, let me just help him out. And, you know, like, and just be single and be loyal to him and not be happy and not search for my happiness while you're searching for your happiness, whether it's in your, your, you know, your male parts or in your head, I don't know, you know? Yeah. So it's just I a matter see. of like, it, but the thing is I've noticed is that even with that, like black men will still be mad at you for dating outside your race or even dating a white man. But yeah. it's like when they're dating a white girl, it's like, nah, you should be okay with that. Exactly. I used to think the same thing about dating within my race. Like I had to, but at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm black and my children will be black, period, you know, exactly, so it doesn't exactly. matter if I date them or not. And then also with black men, I feel like sometimes they don't even like black women. They just like having sex with us. Honestly, that's what I feel like it is. Like besides that, all that, that's all they talk about when it comes to actually getting to know a woman and understanding where she's, what she's about. Oh, we're too complicated. We don't know what we want. Uh, I can't handle it. Then when it's about them, they want us to be ride and die for them and be with them forever and never leave them. But when you pick a man up and help him grow, he, what does he do? The first thing he does is he leaves you. So it's just like, to what extent do we continue to be that support for black men? You know? Mm -hmm when we're not getting that in return. We take so much backlash from him. I don't know if you saw recently Cardi B filed for divorce from Offset. Mm -hmm. Like throwing so much hate at her. And all that hate is coming from who? Black men. Oh, why is she acting like that? Da, 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 da. But then when she was with him after he cheated, there was hate again. Oh, she's dumb. She's this. So it's like we yeah. can never win. When we decide to leave, leave a toxic environment, leave a toxic man who's been cheating on her continuously, multiple times, it's the, the blame is still on us. Where is the accountability for your black brothers? Where is the accountability? There is none. Yeah. Um, I feel like one thing, but like in, in reverse to what you said, I feel like black women are very much overly sexualized mm -hmm. and we're always made to be like, if we're pretty, it's because we're sexy. Like we, mm -hmm. we just have that look that's like, ooh, like, you know, and it's just like, that's not all we have. And like, we we're we can be all of those things, but also we are definitely hardworking, smart, um, we got a lot going on for us and like, we're not a commodity. And I feel like it's really damaging for especially young girls to think that I have to be, I have to look a certain way to be desirable. And I also, mm -hmm. I'm usually going to be desirable for just sex. Like he's going to have sex with me and be like, yeah, I fucked her. But then that's it. And I feel like that's just men in general, but when it comes to women, women are just a commodity a lot of times. And it's unfortunate. And I feel like if men really enjoyed and respected and really saw the beauty of womanhood, you know, they would really appreciate women in general and also black women, right? Because the fact that women can give birth, we can, like, we make life, we we take care of, of the household and we also go to work now, like we're doing what we gotta do, not even just now, like in general, like. Post-depression, that's real, people, men don't believe that. that. 
exactly they don't go through periods every every month and like intense pain and giving birth and and all these different things that women do and still hold their head up high and still honestly wear the pants in the in the room but they don't think about how powerful and strong that is like Mm -hmm. to just have that amount of like resilience um Mm -hmm. but they I think it's like a matter of men not respecting womanhood and then the next layer of like men not not respecting respecting black and that also has to go with why black men don't respect black women because they don't respect black in general mm-hmm. and then adding the woman to it yeah i think that we um like women aren't given the same freedoms as men um that's seen in like simple examples like if a man is like you know out here exploring his options as i guess people some would say um if a woman does that she's called a hoe so like what that doesn't like, excuse me, like, why is it mm-hmm. and applauded for men? But then mm-hmm. women go out and do the same thing, like they're called a hoe. So it's yeah. not, um, and even specifically um, with black women, I feel like we're not given the freedom to often express our emotions because anything that we portray in with, especially within the media is seen as like the angry black woman trope. And that's very mm-hmm. frustrating too. Um, and so, and I've, I've heard black men like use that like towards black women, like, oh, you're just, don't be this. And I'm like, like why? It shows the power of A, media, because it's it's feeding, like it's literally feeding into mm-hmm. all of that. But B, um, it's just like, why are we not afforded the same freedoms as as men and then as black mm-hmm. women? Why are we not afforded any freedom, basically, at this point to express our emotions, to explore our options, to, um, and our sexuality, and to do, you know, what we feel is best for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can even see it with, like, um, Mercedes, like, going back to Love Island. Um, I will say, like, I didn't agree with how she was approaching the guys, but I feel like she is allowed to do that. Like, just as much as I don't agree with the way Johnny approached her or the way just, like, we haven't, we didn't see a Mercedes equivalent in the villa, but I feel like if there was, well, let's say Jalen, like, that's still not okay. So I feel like she should be able to be free to do what she wants to do. She's a grown ass woman. And if she wants to talk to them, then she should talk to them. But it's just, you know, in the, the situation is a little deeper and more layers because that's like a kind of a relationship between Sally and Johnny. So, but in terms of women should be able to do what they want to do. And like, there's a double standards. Yes, there is like men do not get, they don't get as much slack for being like sexually, um, active everywhere in the like everywhere they go you know but I feel like now we're getting to a space where women are talking more and we're we are definitely joining forces and saying no that guy is a hoe you know or like I'm done with him because he's not treating me well you know I'm not staying around because I'm expected to stay around because I'm a woman so we're seeing that a lot now too so yeah definitely do you think if the roles were switched and it was Sally that like was doing what Johnny did like in that position I just don't think that Johnny would have even entertained her at all exactly mm-hmm. See? exactly because men I feel like men can't take the hurt that they give they really can't it has to do with their insecurity their ego they cannot take the hurt that they give mm-hmm. and if she did that oh my god he would have been dubbed her been he would have like literally but the thing about it is do you notice how he was so like she 
obviously was like, un- she was not okay with that. And he did not like the fact that she wasn't like recovering like that exactly. over it. Like she was, he was like, can you come sit next to me? Like you move up. And it's just like, but it's not okay. Like, no, why are you chasing after running, um, following her around the villa? Give her that time exactly. to, you know, get over it. Think about the situation and get over it. You see what he was doing? He was trying to bum rush it. So she didn't have time to think too hard and too long about it. So that, cause like if she really thought about it deep down, she probably would have dubbed him, but he wasn't trying to give her the opportunity to do so. He was really on her on her and that's very manipulative of him too that's what we see with a lot of men these days too they really try and overwhelm you and try to like make you feel bad in a way for them even though they did wrong you know exactly yeah just as much as i mentioned Mackenzie was manipulative johnny's mm-hmm. also manipulative yeah. like i feel like um johnny's but, also- but then uh-huh. we don't but then johnny won't get as much hate for that as that Mackenzie gets isn't that funny because Mackenzie is a woman exactly that is definitely true and I feel like Johnny um, was is very insecure. Like he's probably not used to like the fact. I feel like he's used to people like saying, "Oh my God, Johnny's so cute. Like he's so hot. He's so sexy." Blah blah. blah. And so the fact that she was like not, she was very much turned off by that because it was unattractive and made him look even more unattractive. Like he, it made him look very like made made him look unattractive. And he is a good looking guy, so it's unfortunate. But like she, the fact that she was like dubbing him and like saying I'm not trying to talk to you right now I feel like that really did hurt his ego like you mentioned like Mm -hmm. he doesn't he's not used to that kind of rejection or even any rejection probably so I mean I don't know him but I feel like that's kind of how it's looking yeah I agree I feel like he was like saying he um he kept saying oh I didn't know it would hurt her like that and I just was really confused as to what what do you mean like you didn't know it was going to I guess he said affect her in that way. Well, if she's been talking to you and you all have been like, you know, having slightly more serious conversations about, you know, coupling up and stuff like that, why would you think that then it was okay to disregard her feelings going into this and and kind of like go as far as you did within the first day? Like you didn't waste any time at all. Like you clearly weren't thinking about her that hard or you were and just didn't care about her feelings. And I think it's the second, I think it's, you were thinking about her, but you just didn't care. Like you thought, oh, it's okay if I just flash my smile and like move on because it's probably worked for him in the past. Exactly. But Selly's now trying to hold him accountable for his actions and he's trying to rush that. So I didn't like that at all. Exactly. And I, I didn't, I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> okay since you forgot i'll be like yeah i agree with you because like you know obviously men are are all so used to getting away with you know their indiscretions they're always used to getting away with it and women forgiving them so you probably thought oh i'll do what i want to do she'll forgive me anyway but she ended up forgiving him but because he watered it down you know because sally she seems like a strong woman you know she definitely mm-hmm. had her had um, she said what she had to say and she stuck to it and obviously she, she distanced herself from him but i feel like um if um i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> let me think um no I yeah, I was but... gonna say the bachelor pad like I mean not the bachelor pad the cast and more do you notice that have you guys noticed that women are so much well we mentioned this women are more loyal than men but like mm-hmm. it's to the point where like even like I love that we have it on camera because I feel like women not only fall like harder than men from it what it looks like but they we just stick by them through the bullshit and it's like Kirsten has shown that um Sally shown that um and like when you t- when you look at the difference between the villa and Casa Moore, the girls were having such a fun time like they weren't even 
Like it wasn't like Mackenzie yesterday. It had nothing to do with the men. It was exactly. Like she was getting to know Jalen, but like it was so chill. Like the girls were just having a good time and the guys were like so sexualized. Not every one of them, but like it was very much like a bachelor pad, like a moment to make out with everyone. Everyone was making out with everyone. Just like, you know, it was just, it was interesting to see definitely. And it's like, why does it have to take you making out with somebody else to realize what you have is, with Sally is something real? Like, why did I need to... Even you just being out the villa and away from her should be enough. Why does you making out with somebody else or giving somebody the time of day have to solidify what you have with someone? I don't understand. If that has, if you have to do all of that, then you never really truly care for the person because you know doing that would hurt them. So Exactly. And I just feel like it was very much like, <laughs> like, there's not we're the perfect couple. Like there's nothing like I'm, I have nothing to worry about. Like we're not worried. Like they were both Johnny and Sally feeling that way, but it was just like, no, you just haven't been like, there's not a spice yet. Like the, he doesn't, he's not attracted to any of these, the girls in the villa anymore. And so he needs new people, you know? So, so like imagine him in the outside world though. With like more to like people that you can't even see is like social. They could be online people that he meets, people in his neighborhood. That's a lot. Yeah. And then how he was behaving already on TV, I can't even imagine. Yeah, the I I know that the T is that his um the girl he was with before Love Island was saying that he's a player. So, you know, it's not he's not acting from like based on what she's saying. He's not acting far from his character. So, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Um, <laughs> this was great. Learned so much. And we obviously got to like break down some like super harsh, like hard topics. Um, definitely a conversation that we should have more later on, like in terms of dating and what it's like as a woman and then like what it's like as a black woman and just love in general um in the millennial age um so yeah thank you guys thank you this was great <laughs> thanks yeah, for having me it was fun it was a good time thank you i appreciate yeah. it thank you listeners for tuning into squeamish the podcast stay tuned for more amazing content whether it's serious to lighthearted topics we've got you covered